something in the ground that would remind people that we were here. I thought that's what landmines were for. Who needs any of you? I can do it all by myself. I'll help. You? Yeah. Our delegate to the United Insubordinations. Hey, MASH fans, welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 11, Episode 15, As Time Goes By. It's the 255th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, story by Dan Wilcox and Thad Mumford, originally aired on February 21st, 1983, and the production code is 9B10. This is the penultimate episode. Time capsule to be buried in cornerstone of New Los Angeles skyscraper. <laughs> laughable. What makes that so laughable? I'll bet a hundred years from now people will find that really interesting. Margaret, why on earth would anyone find Los Angeles of interest in the future? Certainly no one finds it of interest now. What the hell are they gonna bury? Suntan lotion? A car hop? You uh, know we could make one of those here. It's hard to find a car hop in Korea. No, really, we could put something in the ground that would remind people that we were here. I thought that's what landmines were for. Oh, why can't you ever be serious? We could leave something that says who we were and why we were here. Like, uh, like a duty roster or a medal. Why don't we just leave a copy of Dante's Inferno? Oh, who needs any of you? I can do it all by myself. Oh, okay, fine. I'll help. You? Yeah. Our delegate to the United Insubordinations? While everybody else is making holes in this country, we might as well fill one of them with something constructive. How about dirt? Oh, poo on you turkeys! What? Don't put words in my beak! I want to help! No kidding! Really? Okay, plot summary for this episode. Margaret collects significant items for a time capsule, while BJ and Rizzo play practical jokes on each other. Meanwhile, Klinger finds himself falling in love with a young South Korean woman mistaken for a sniper and separated from her refugee parents, whilst the capsule items, including Radar's old teddy bear and a fishing lure that once belonged to Henry Blake, remind everyone of former colleagues and former patients alike. Are you the CO here, sir? I ain't here to model bathrobes. What is it, Sergeant? Well, we got a prisoner. The sniper who shot that kid this afternoon? What kid? Stoddard, from Able Company. Uh, we sent him on the chopper. No chopper came in here this afternoon. Uh-oh. Uh, we shipped him about 1,700 hours. I see. Klinger. Sir? Battalion A sent us a chopper this afternoon, and it ain't here yet. Get on the horn and track it down. Yes, sir. But first, ring up G2 and tell them we've got a prisoner they may want to interrogate. Yes, again, sir. And before you do that, incarcerate that prisoner someplace. Prisoner's over here, Sergeant. This is the prisoner? They caught her with this. She's all yours. Oh, that's cute. Shooting at us with our own guns. I'm not shoot anybody. Must find family. Please let me go. Hey, save it for the judge. All right, guest stars. We have Rosalind Cho, who plays Soon Lee. Rosalind is an American actress. Cho's best-known roles have been Soon Lee Klinger in the mid-1980s, of course. She continued in Aftermash. She played Rose Jordan in 1993's movie The Joy Luck Club and the reoccurring character as Keiko O'Brien on Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine in the 1990s. And Dr. Kim on The O.C. in 2003. She also played Hu Lee, Mulan's mother, in the live-action 2020 remake of Mulan. Yeah, I know her best as Keiko. She'll always be Keiko O'Brien to me. Yeah, you know, uh, amazingly, I didn't know Really? That. No, you know, I didn't put two and two together. And also, I only watched Mulan. 
a couple of weeks ago, and I still didn't put it to two and two together. <laughs> you know, I think you know the reason why is because she, and I don't, I don't mean to say it out of line here, but she she looks fabulous mm. for 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 her age. Yeah. And I, I automatically assume that this is, you know, how long ago is this? Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I automatically assume she'd be quite a, 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 an, an old older, woman. But an older woman, she, yeah. She, she really isn't. So. Yeah. Mark Herrier plays Corporal Stodard. Now, he's an American actor and film director, best known for his role as Billy in the 1980s teen trilogy Porkies. He graduated from Lompoc High School in 1972. Uh, you know, uh, Porkies 1 and 2, Porkies 1, I think it still makes me laugh. <laughs> I, was say, I know you love Porky's. We've discussed this before. <laughs> hey, Kim Cattrall was incredibly hard, man. You know what I mean? And there's a certain scene in that, uh, which uh-huh. is brilliant. But the, the th- I don't think I've ever seen the third one. I didn't even know they made a third for it. one. So. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe that was a TV movie or something. <laughs> All right. We have Kelly Nakahara returning as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And Jeff Maxwell returns as Igor Straminsky. A time capsule, eh? Exactly. We want everyone to contribute one item they feel symbolizes their experience in Korea. How about one of my gray hairs? <laughs> That's not bad. Well, I was thinking of something a little more substantial. How about your army field manual? What would show people the rules and regulations that have made this the finest army in the world? Yeah, that's good. How to defend freedom and democracy through unquestioned obedience. There's nothing wrong with that, Pierce. I'm putting in a nurse's manual. Well, I don't know, Margaret. I never thought of myself exactly as a by-the-book man. Unless you want one of my Zane Greys. With all due respect, Colonel, Zane Grey isn't very military. Yeah, that's just nothing but shooting and killing. What's wrong with Zane Grey? After 24 hours on my feet, there's nothing better than soaking my tootsies and losing myself in Last of the Plainsmen. I got a better idea. How about commemorating your tootsies with a bunion pad? A bunion pad? Pierce, that's a Class A symbol. Hold on. I got Xeno pads up the wazoo. You can't be serious. Even Zane Grey is better than that. Come in. Sir. Finally got some word from G2. Fine, fine. Tell you what, folks, I got real business here. You two go and work out your differences. Well, Colonel, can't you just give Take us them both. To... Pick one, bring back the other. Xeno pants. That's oh, the best. No, no. Up your All right, no, son, you know your... it's all yours. No. All right, let's go ahead and let's start discussing this episode. Meds, why don't you start us off? Yeah, okay. Um, wow. Mm, this is quite dubious because I had to put my personal feelings aside for this one. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because, and it'll be in our behind the scenes, but we might as well talk about it now, that this was filmed, this was the last episode to be filmed. Yes. Okay, we, we know that. Yes. And and I've, I think we've all seen the the the, um, the the wonderful last day of filming, which you can see on YouTube, or, or if you've got the uh, Medicines box set, which I've got, it's on one of the special features on there. They've got some great features on there. They are quite old now because, obviously, you know, I think that yeah. was 10 years old when that came out. And you do see how hard it is for Loretta Swit to, to, to say those last words. The last words are, you know, filming are of the putting the stuff in a time capsule. Unfortunately, I don't like the episode. Really? Um, that's what I'm saying. I have okay. to because there's part of me that is really emotional to it because I know it's the last day of filming. And you, you, if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't think anything of it. But yeah. I keep looking at what all the actors are doing. You know, are they getting emotional? You know, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it was filled with press at the time of them film uh, filming this. Yes. So it wasn't the it wasn't the close thing they wanted. The cast didn't want this kind of thing, and I think it slightly shows on it. For some reason, um, Margaret is really snikey in this episode. She's really, you know, snappy and everything. I can understand because Hawkeye doesn't take it seriously. 
the, the, the whole thing with, with Rizzo, I know he's not one of the most popular characters. You know, I, I do adore the actor. Mm-hmm. D.W. Bailey, I think, is a cracking actor. With the hand grenade, he's quite, I do quite like that. I like the fact that he would be somebody who would have a, a, a grenade that doesn't work. And you can imagine him walking through the United States airports with it yeah. and not thinking anything of it because yeah. it's something for little Bobber to play with. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And and the, and the little and the joke as well with BJ and also the comeuppance joke as well with Charles being in on it is really good. It does make you wonder actually. I, I kind of like would like to have seen maybe Charles do that for real. Do you know mm. what I mean? I, I because I I could imagine actually with all his pomposity and he's running away and stuff like that. I because I, we've seen that in previous episodes. I think he probably would do something like that. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I just have that in in my head of it. Um, the chopper pilot thing is is a little bit weird. I think it's a brilliant story of the fact that he he two hundred yard jumped the chopper to get yeah. there. Yeah. But when you first are introduced to the chopper, you kind of think what an ass. You know what I mean? He's not a very nice person, and mm. whether that's deliberately done like that, I'm not I'm not too sure. But he kind kind of does throw you a little bit. I think there could have been more stuff for the time capsule. I think it's wasted. I think this whole thing of putting everything from there, it's not even the right teddy bear for start for Vader. Uh, maybe you could have had the Vader and a couple of comics. Uh, Trapper's not mentioned at all mm-hmm. in this, which is really weird for me. It's, it's really weird for me, that yeah. is. Because then they mentioned Henry Blake. Yes, we know Blake died. Yeah. Um, but Vader didn't, yet they still mentioned Vader. And I, I doesn't fit well with me because I, I sometimes think that maybe that was not deliberately, and certainly not the cast members, maybe the producers, were almost trying to forget Wayne Rogers to a certain degree. Because oh, he I, left, yeah, I, I totally do you know what I, mean? I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's wrong on that, I really do, because he was an important part of MASH. And, and he left because he, and rightly so, I think, you know, he was, maybe I didn't agree at the time when we did that 10 years ago. <laughs> but looking back and, and being a bit older, I can probably understand why. I just would like to have seen more, that they mentioned that the, um, they mentioned old oh, patients that they've lost. Not really. There's a fan belt thing that goes on, but there's nothing else. And, and I think this would have been an ideal opportunity to have had... And I know that the final episode was two and a half hours long, so you couldn't really have, have extended this even more. But you could have gone back and looked at all the people that are now in 1983 incredibly famous. Ron Howard being the most famous out mm. of all of them, because he'd already done the whole run of Happy Days and I think was just starting going and thinking about directing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe gone up, gone back and each item they picked up, why one of those items was so important. Not every single one, but just maybe some of them. Yeah. And I think it was a bit of a lost opportunity. I get the impression it was kind of rushed... And maybe not as filmed as they wanted to with the press being there and everything. Don't get me wrong, like we always say, a not, a not overly happy version of Mass is still a great episode of Mass. Yeah. But, and, and maybe you need a bit of a lower one to build up for that big one that we know is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, I still gave it 7.5 out of 10. Okay, that's good. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I gave, I gave, me. <laughs> I gave it an 8, and that was all emotional. Oh, okay. Mm. I, I, didn't, I didn't separate myself from it. No. So I really... I mean, I even, I think I even wrote down, I got really emotional at the final scene because I knew it was the final scene. So I knew this was yeah. the final time they were doing this. And and her little speech, and I thought it was well done. And I, I 100% agree with you. I think the items they chose, uh, mm. I mean, Radar Cyber was great. It would have been nice if it was the correct one, but yeah. it was still <laughs> nice that, you know, he got a, a shout out. And I love the fishing lore for, for Henry Blake. Mm. But you're right. It would have been nice if they would have done something for Trapper. Mm. It would have been nice if they would have had more significant. I mean, a fan belt. I mean, I like the story. I like the helicopter story. I mm. mean, everything you said was, I can't disagree with any of it. Uh, I think I just rated it more for the emotional, mm. you know, like I know the history behind that episode. So I don't know. I might feel differently if I watched it live and then we were discussing it as it was airing and I didn't know all of the 
you know, this yeah. was the, the final scene was shot here, and this is, you know, they had a hard time doing this final scene, and it definitely feels like a filler episode. There isn't really, there's an A mm. and a B story, but they're very minor stories. I don't think any of them, those, both of them I feel like were B stories, and there yeah. was no super really big A story, you know? I did like Charles jumping on it, and you're right, I, I don't think it would have been out of character if he would have jumped on it, not knowing mm. that it was a dud. Yeah. Um, it would have definitely been a great character moment for Charles, you know, especially towards the end, because we know he's mm. changed over time. And he's still pompous, but he, I think he, I, I agree, I think he would have done that, yeah. you know. I think he would have pushed Rizzo out the mm. room, you know, and not as a setup to, you know, BJ, which I'm trying to figure out, did BJ go to Charles and say, well, if Rizzo comes up to you and pretends to have yeah. a, you know. But also, there was, what was the point? There was no point. No, I mean, it no, wasn't like they, it, they got him back as a cracky joke. Yeah, he did it to BJ because BJ made a joke about him sleeping all the time mm. at, at the at the officer's club. That I understood <laughs> yeah, him getting I didn't back. recognize you with your eyes open. I yeah, didn't and that was funny, <laughs> and that, it was cute. And I understand why he got him back and he made him run out naked, you know, which mm. I thought was funny. But there was really no payoff because there was no whistling, no catcalling. Obviously, BJ's no. naked out in front of the tent. Was there nobody out there? Did Rizzo not gather people? You know, normally they would yeah. gather a group of people, and I don't know. I it just it was, and like you said, it's still a, a great. I still enjoyed it. I still, I still got emotional mm. at the end. I still enjoyed the you know the little speech at the end. Uh, I yeah. liked the fact that Hawkeye was doing a separate, you know, his stuff was stupid like a piece of toast, but you know, in the end, he brought and contributed to Margaret's time capsule. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say. I mean, I was, you know, we're, uh, for those who don't know, we were recording this episode and then we're recording the finale next. So we only have two episodes and the finale has been on my mind because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's coming to, to an end with the, with the series after 11 seasons. So, hmm. um, but yeah, I give it an eight. I still, I still stand by my eight. I think it was a solid episode. It just wasn't, it was a good episode. Yeah, mm. I, I can't really say anything. Also, there was no mention of uh, Frank Burns either. There was no Larry Linville or anything like that in there as well. Was there, which I suppose I they probably wouldn't a, have. I thought there was a mention of him. Was there? I think so. Maybe I think, it, oh, I think oh, it was a fleeting thing, wasn't it? At the end, the tag has a thing, something about him. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's even worse than for Wayne Rogers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> everybody got a, got a mention yeah. except for Wayne Rogers. Fairy face got it, but he didn't. Yeah. Type and cross match and get him into x-ray. Got it. Tell him to give me a lateral as well as a frontal. I heard the whirly bird. How many we got? Just the one, Colonel. I got it. Doc? Yeah. Stoddard gonna make it? You bet. I'm putting my best man on it. Did you say Stoddard, the sniper victim? That's him. You guys left battalion aid yesterday. Where the hell have you been? Sorry, sir. I had some engine trouble. Well, why don't you radio? Well, we got shot at. A bullet hit one of the tubes. Another one 86 my fan belt. Can you help me get it fixed? Sure. Go see my company clerk and have him call Icor and tell him to take you out of Lost and put you in Found. Thanks, sir. What do you mean you can't get her for another two hours? Give me a break. Did you ever get hit with 50 mile an hour spam? Are you the company clerk? Yeah, be right with you, sir. You know, the girl could be innocent. According to her, she found the gun in a field. She was just trying to catch up with her folks. Besides, how could she be a sniper with that face? Never mind. Just send somebody down here, will you? Now, what can I do for you, sir? 
I need a new fan belt for my chopper. Where's the motor pool? Come on, I'll show you. Clinger! What do you have for the time capsule? Oh, right! Excuse me one second, Lieutenant. I got just the perfect thing, Major. This was always one of my favorites. It's a designer original from Mr. Sid of Toledo. You dodo! I can't use that! Gee, it's a lot more practical than what I gave Captain Pierce. He insisted on my Scarlet O'Hara ensemble. Pierce? What does he want with a dress? He's making a time capsule, too, but I bet his is funnier than yours. He's a dead man. And so are you if you don't find me something I can use. You just can't please her. Basic black goes with anything. Oh, yeah, the fan belt. Take a left and follow the smell of grease. Thanks. And will you call my unit and tell him I'm here and alive, and so is the guy who got shot by the sniper? He is? Well, IMDb have given it a rating of 8.2, so more Which more towards you. crazy, and, you though, because, I mean... I know. You and I have, have had, like, 8s and 9s, and they've given it 7.3. <laughs> you I know, know? And this one's... A, we're giving it... Okay, it's good. You know, it's... Yeah, I gave it an 8. You gave it a 7.5. I wonder, though. I wonder, because, I mean, it's... Neat. It's right, though, that I, I believe the final episode of MASH was never really put into syndication properly. True. And so this, in essence, is the last, for a lot of people, would have been the last episode of MASH they would have that seen. See. It kind of makes sense slightly as well, having a time capsule, do you know what no, I mean? No, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have mm. been a weak finale. It would have been a really weak finale, yeah. yeah. but I did like, yes, I, it, I felt they were starting to, like, conclude things and, you know, yeah. wrap up some things, so that was nice. Excuse me. Do either of you know if Lieutenant Branham was still around? Lieutenant Branham? Who's that? He's the chopper pilot that brought me in. Oh, him, yeah. He left a while ago. I was hoping I'd get a chance to see him. He saved my life. Yeah, well, that's all in a day's work for those guys. Well, this was a lot more than just a day's work. Oh, yes, we heard he had engine trouble. Is that all he told you? Yeah, what? We got shot at. Next thing I know, we're landing. Lieutenant said that they got the fan belt and that the engine was overheating. We could only fly 200 yards at a crack. So he walked that far ahead and found a clearing, and he came back and got me. By that time, the engine was cool. So we flew up and landed at the new place, by which time the engine was hot again. We did that all afternoon. My God. After it got dark, couldn't fly anymore. So he uh, kept me warm with a blanket till this morning. And as soon as it was light, he started the whole thing all over again. That's how we got here, 200 yards at a time. He sure left out the best part. Well, you've had a long trip, or a bunch of short ones. Let me get some rest. Right. Cool. Well, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. As we mentioned, uh, this is the final episode filmed, the cast decided to take cue from this episode and bury a real time capsule filled with props from the show. It was the hope of the cast that the time capsule would remain undisturbed for a hundred years. However, they did not inform 20th Century Fox and the company soon sold the property where the box was located, unaware of its existence. The time capsule was then dug up by a construction worker who took it home. The construction worker tried to return the time capsule to the cast, but Alan Alda told the worker to keep it. Uh, I'd love to know. I wonder what they put in it. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I, yeah, what kind of props? Martini glasses and... Yeah, he would have binned it, wouldn't he? Because yeah. for the fact that he tried to return the thing, yeah. probably didn't even like that. Probably a Quincy fan. <laughs> uh, okay, my one. Uh, during the time capsule burial scene, Hawkeye and BJ mentioned the names of Radar and Henry Blake. However, there was no mention uh, he was yep, a, here of Trapper John. Major Fan Burns was mentioned in the very last scene of the episode as Hawkeye, BJ, and Charles discussed possible additions to commemorate him. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it definitely. I feel it definitely was a snub. They, yeah, they feel like Wayne Rogers wronged them. You know. Mm. And they're just not going to include him, which is sad. I, I'm glad that it's it's resolved because you know we've seen him in pre in subsequent. Oh yeah. where he's a part yeah, of yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So whatever mm. bad feeling they had, they obviously got over it. He is a, yeah. he is an intricate part of the series for the first mm. you know few seasons. So. Oh yeah, and for for a lot of people, it's like we talked about this before, where for a lot of people. Um, it's, you, you, there's two types of mash, isn't it? There? There's the early years mash yep. with Trapper and Frank and Henry, and then you've got the later years of mash with you know uh, Charles Potter and BJ. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And, and sometimes it, it depends when you first. It's been like Doctor Who. Yeah. It's, you know your favorite Doctor is generally the first one you ever get to see. Yep. You know uh, what I mean? So, yep. Yep. Very mm. true. Uh, when Charles jumps on the grenade, Rizzo tells him that he threw himself on it faster than Snyder's hounds. Franz Snyder was a Flemish painter who did a series of paintings portraying hounds bringing down wild game. The phrase, faster than Snyder's hounds, became an adage in the South and Appalachia, meaning great speed. That's quite amazing that Rizzo knows such information as that, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, that he knows (laughs) about a Flemish painter. Well, no, I guess he doesn't know about the Flemish painter. He just knows the term. I'm, I'm giving oh, the definition of where the term came from. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, this was the first appearance of Soon Lee, played by Rosalind Chow. Not only would she marry Klinger in the series finale, but she would become a regular on this short-lived follow-up after Mash in yep. 1983. Yep. The episode's title comes from the song As Time Goes By, made most famous as a song from Casablanca from 1942. The song itself predates that film by 11 years, however, and has been used in many movies and television shows. Uh, at the end of the time capture scene, it reads, this program is dedicated to the memory of Connie Isaiah, RN technical advisor, 1977 to 1982. She sadly died on August the 21st, 1982. The <laughs> yeah. No wonder that were the baddies. When Margaret is putting Nurse Kelly's boots in the time capsule, she called her by her real name, Nakahara, instead of her character name, Yamoto. This also happened in another episode when Major Winchester made the same mistake, and I did notice that this time. Uh, me, it was a bit more too. obvious this time. Yeah, yep. But what's funny is I was looking at everyone's reaction to see if people reacted to it, but no one reacted to it. No one so. did, no. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, we have a continuity error. When Margaret is standing by the time capsule at the end of the episode, she's holding a broken fan belt and Radar's teddy bear. When the camera angle changes to the side view, she isn't holding anything. Uh, I'm pretty bad stuff like that i'd make a terrible continuity officer because yeah. i i never know i know unless like it's that. like super obvious yeah 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 um hawkeye hands over radar's teddy bear but this isn't the bear scene in season eight episode five 
Goodbye, Radar Part 2. Hawkeye picks up Radar's teddy bear, and you can see that the bear is brown, not olive drab, and that the bear has got a plastic nose, and also the bear is missing its left eye. It's also massive. Yes. This bear is massive. <laughs> it's, it, Radar's bear is only small, and I, I, I think it's in the Smithsonian Institute, isn't it? Yes. That's, that's where it's actually kept. So. Yeah, yeah. The actual, yeah, the, the, the yeah, the real one, the, yeah. But then I, I also read that uh, Gary Berg, I find it as well. But no, I think you know, you know, I think, I think we've had so many different stories that uh, mm. it was sold at an auction. Someone purchased it and either gave it to Gary or sold it to Gary. Or there's yeah, there's so many different variations mm. on the story of that bear. Well, hello there, Major. <laughs> Sergeant Rizzo, thank you so much for knocking. You seem to be a little more chipper since our collision. Is it safe to assume you're not here to sue me for whiplash? Oh, no, 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 no. It ain't nothing like that. I've been thinking about it, and I just want to say that I was all wrong, and you was all right. What's that? I was all wrong, and you was all right. No, no. What you're holding in your hand. Oh, oh, this, this is my lucky grenade. Are you crazed, man? That thing could go off. Oh, well, it ain't so fur. <laughs> That's why it's lucky. Such a... Oh, no, no, Major. It, uh... Oh, my gosh. The pin came out. Clear the hell out of here! Save yourself, man! Major! Major, we, we gonna get blowed to kingdom come! Don't worry about me! Run! Run! Can go off. Yeah, 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 I noticed that too. It must be a dud. Thank the Lord, it's a miracle. A dud, that could just explain it. We can only be grateful that no one was injured. Major, I, I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I mean, you throwed yourself on that thing faster than Snyder's hounds. You was willing to, to give your life for mine. Oh, no, Luther, you would have done the same thing for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I would, yeah. Well, uh, I'll take that pineapple off you now, sir. No, 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 my friend. You've had a frightful scare. You go curl up in a nice warm jeep. Oh, it's all right, sir. I'm fine. I... No, no, no. I, I will dispose of this permanently. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's a good idea. Major, no. I want you to know, sir, that I am eternally in your debt. And that if you are ever in Baton Rouge, you just come by and I'll have Zola fix up the finest mess of pig's feet that ever carried a pig. My mouth is already watering. All right, I have a fun fact. Although Goodbye, Farewell... Oh, and we mentioned this as well. Although <laughs> Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen was the final episode that aired, the episode As Time Goes By, which was the second to last that aired, was in fact the final episode filmed because the ranch set had been destroyed by a brush fire. As Time Goes By was filmed completely on the indoor soundstage set. When the last scene was filmed, a cheer went up from the cast, crew, and the news media that witnessed the end of the series. And this spark plug, a donation from Sergeant Rizzo, symbolizes quality, craftsmanship, and good old Yankee know-how. Uh, Major, it was made in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're on our side. <laughs> Next, from Lieutenant Nakahara, a donation of her favorite pair of... Uh-oh, cover your eyes. Her favorite pair of army boots. Got her brain. <laughs> and they stand for... standing. <laughs> and finally, from... Our illustrious commanding officer, a copy of Last of the Plainsmen by Zane Gray. 
Personally, I think she should have gone with the Xeno pads. Well, that's everything. And I know that each and every one of you hopes that when somebody opens this up in a hundred years, he or she will know that this land was occupied by good, decent... Hold it right there! You guys are not gonna do this! You slime bags can't bury that thing here! We wouldn't dream of it, Margaret. No, no, no. we're gonna bury this in a much more fitting place. Mm -hmm. How about right over there? No, it's no, not. Will you just get out of here? Okay, but before we go, I got something in here that's a little more appropriate for your time, Captain. Yeah, like what? Your dirty socks or your dirty magazine? Just a broken fan belt. From the chopper. Nobody noticed that pilot when he was here, but it would be nice if people remembered him 100 years from now. It's very appropriate. Thank you. What else do you have there? This is my contribution. Radar left me this. Let it stand for all the soldiers who came over here as boys and went home as men. It's very lovely. I fished with this a couple of times. Hawk told me it belonged to Colonel Blake. It's for all the men who never made it home. I have trivia time. Now, last episode's question, Margaret wanted a nurse transferred who had a tendency to cry and get sticky in her heart. Whose death made Margaret soften her stance towards the nurse? Okay, so the answer was a stray dog she had grown fond of. Um, this episode's trivia question, uh, what is the title of the Mozart piece Winchester was teaching to the five North Korean musicians in the final episode all right if you know the answer to that go ahead and send it to mash 407 podcast at gmail.com and i would like to donate no no not the booze no margaret margaret when the time capsule is open this cognac will be over 100 years old oh, all right these are courtesy of father mulcahy in the future if countries feel they need to go to war they can use these to settle it Amen to that, Padre. Amen. 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 Amen, indeed. Okay, I'm putting it all in. No, no, one more thing. Clinger's Scarlet O'Hara again. <laughs> no, 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 I draw the line, no. Come on, Major, that's not fair. This could stand for something. How about all the girls we left behind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, 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 but not that awful getup. The black one. Madame has impeccable taste. <laughs> Pierce, very nice. Thank you. Well, I figure since we're burying everything else, why not the hatchet? You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. I want to take a moment and thank my supporters on Patreon. I really do appreciate your monthly donations. It helps counter some of the costs 
that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. I want to thank Nelson Helwig, Maria Hazel, Jason Howard, Tony Nagatani, Amber Elstead, Michael Roach, and Evil Clone Production. I'd also like to give a special thanks to some top donators, Jeffrey Valdez, Eva, and Tamar. I couldn't do this without your guys' continued support, and I really do appreciate the donations every month. It does really help with the costs of doing these podcasts every month and so many of them so i really do appreciate it and if you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give contribution one time for one month you can find me on patreon just look up geeky fanboy productions and i would really appreciate it thanks again guys so that's going to do it for this episode i think it wasn't a, yeah being the penultimate episode i was hoping for a little more but mm-hmm. it I was good nonetheless i did like the stories overall i just don't think that any of them were a solid a story yeah you know yeah yeah all right cool well i am kenny and i'm Simon. And we'll be seeing ya. Oh, by the way, you realize you didn't include anything in the time capsule from the infamous Major Burns. I was thinking about putting in his scalpel, but I didn't want to include any deadly weapons. <laughs> hey, guys, mind if we join you? I'm taking Sue Lee to the old club to listen to a little yeah. music. Yeah, come on, you can sit with us. Thank you. Oh, look at this crowd. The place is packed. We'll never get a table. Don't despair, gentlemen. I have a feeling a few tables will open up shortly. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant. The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.